get him. Yeah. I have to over him in there. And yeah, Cliff, uh, we uh, we typically record our session, so. Yeah, I know about the AZ Cabal. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> That's like the uh, NPR room. Right. I like it. Uh, right. Did you do that on purpose, Cliff? That's pretty good. The AAC Cabal. Because hey, the CS for Cabal, right? That's a that's a thing we do sometimes. It's the an alcoholic adventurer's Cabal Cabal yep. is what you said. I yeah, like it. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm giving you shit also. That's you okay, Duck. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's I what I do. You. <laughs> it's what I do. Alright. Uh well, that's oh, not you, be... due to the group, but No no. Uh... I think I've <laughs> seems like I've RPG'd with Cliff at some point. Maybe were you in that one shot with Backdoor? Uh, no. Morgan Stern? No. I know no. Toby was in that. Who else was in that? I don't know. A bunch of people. I might have dropped. Nah, I don't think I dropped by any RPGs. Mm. It gets confused. We're listening to we've, been, we've, we've been in a vassal game together. Like, maybe not playing, but... Yeah, no. We, we've had it, and... I don't know. Were you ever at Donkey Kong? I only been there one year, but were you there the first year? Because that's the only year I wasn't there. Uh, probably the second year. All right. Um, well, then I was when Claystone was doing his big um, Atlantic Wall game. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which game were you in? I was in uh-huh. Clay's game. Okay. I was his partnering crime, as it were. And Toby was in that too, right? Toby and um, Toby Whiskey and... Bear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I met you there too, Cliff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. That's we have last time met. I was there. The problem is when you're when you're with Clay, you're with Clay. There, you know, nobody else really <laughs> even shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Where his brilliance shines so brightly, no, nothing yeah. else comes through. Well, like I have visions of Cliff in the the Donkey Kong room, you know, at the hotel playing mm-hmm. games, but I I can't remember if those are pictures I've seen or if that was actual experience that I had. I have that, I have that problem too. Sometimes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, at least some of us are getting a little bit older and yeah, memory. There's, it's an interesting that, thing. There's that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Rex says he's going to be 15 to 30 minutes late. Um, but we're definitely, we need to, we're probably due for another round table. I was thinking, just should, thinking that. Yeah. We should have cliff on cliff on, but Cliff, I have you GM something though, but yeah, you can you can oh, does, put him through the intro. Well, I was yeah, I was gonna ask I was gonna ask for his uh, his backstory, his role playing oh, backstory. What uh, what's your uh, what's your history on <laughs> role playing games? Uh, mostly on computer games. <laughs> uh huh. Um, I mean, and that's how I you found out about Mutant Year Zero, right? Because that was was that your first exposure? Because you played no, actually, the... I had the role playing game before. Oh, okay. Um, the computer game came out. Um, oh, okay. And I'm trying to think. I think I saw that on Geek and Sundry or something. Because mm-hmm. right. weren't they some of the people in there, the people who developed it? No. You're oh, thinking um, they did that. Um, the thing that Will Wheaton was in? Oh. That wasn't Mutant Year Zero. That was. Um, yeah, no, you know, I'm getting it confused, but they're kind of. No. I mean, Free League oh, is... Um, this is Free League. They're Swedish. Yeah. No, that's fine. And that's right. Swedish people are very easy to spot because they're really strange all the time. Love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, you've, you're you a computer role player. Yeah, mostly. Um, um, and, you know, big MMORPGs and things like that for the most part. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Um, did a little bit in college, but mm-hmm. we were more into board games. Like it was pretty well a tradition. And Friday night after dinner, we would start up a game of advanced civilization and mm-hmm. break for breakfast and then finish. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Did you ever play uh, Neverwinter Nights, Cliff? Um, not much. I have it. I always want to, but I get into it and then I get distracted by other things. Yeah. Well, there's uh, we're we're getting the band back together because <laughs> uh, no. uh, what's his face? Uh, Tony was from down under. They were doing. They were talking. He was talking about playing Eye of the Beholder in Neverwinter Nights, which you can play with like four players. Mm-hmm. And it's on sale right now on Steam. So, I think I might actually own every version of it. <laughs> yeah. I I own I know I own it on CD somewhere, but I bought it on Steam again because it was it's one of the games I think I actually went all the way through. Um, I like Neverwinter Nights a lot. And it's got, you know, I mean the great thing is it's got the editor, you can just create whatever you yeah. want. But multiplayer. Yeah, I played, you know, I they, so they which edition they would its, they be using? Uh the I whatever the most recent one is on Steam. It's like Diamond Edition or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Knights Two Platinum. No. no. Original Diamond is Beyond. Yeah, not two, just one. You want me to? I can find a link. Let's see. Find. Enhanced Edition. Enhanced Edition. Enhanced. Okay, edition. I got it. Yeah. No, so I were they, I mean, were they talking about doing it like having a GM and and that because that, that oh, was no. a feature that I remember. Oh, I didn't realize I could have a GM. Yeah, the uh, person can run it. Wow. Yeah, they can, can set it you up can, and run it. You can run it like. Uh, I mean, it's 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 the computer game experience, but the the GM is is running. Okay, I'm going to put a a dragon in, and so you go into the little folder and you drop the dragon in or something, or or you've pre-built it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty. No, amazing. I mean yeah. we're just we're just, it was just Friday night bullshitting at this point. So. Mm-hmm. You said that was Neverwinter Nights, the the enhanced edition. Yeah, that's yeah, six bucks now. Yeah, shit. <laughs> no, that's dollars. That's like You'll, a super fancy Starbucks drink for your wife. Yeah. So come on, man. And, and that campaign there the that I remember, I never finished it, but it was, I I, it was I put dozens of hours into it. and I still had more yeah. to go. I can't. No, I, that's one of the few games I ever finished, and I I enjoyed it pretty much. Yeah, I mean it became a drag at the end, but. I, yeah. It was the fact that I finished it. Like I almost never. There's like one or two computer games in my life I've ever finished. And this is one. Mm-hmm. according to my memory. I don't know. I can't guarantee anything. I but if I didn't finish it, I put a shit ton of hours into it. But you can play multiplayer this one. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, I yeah. haven't ever done it. But, oh yeah. yeah, online co-op. I see. All right. Well, because yeah. the thing is, I had I remember a couple of years ago listening to uh, uh, somebody was doing some sort of an actual play podcast, and one of the things that they were doing uh, as well was they said that their Neverwinter Nights supposedly has some sort of, you know, kind of off. I mean, I don't even know what the term would be, but some servers where people go mm-hmm. and they role play in Neverwinter Nights, but they don't play Neverwinter Nights, but they play in there's, Neverwinter Nights. There's a complete Neverwinter Nights comes with a complete like editor you can create. Le- levels like you can, you know, uh, script bots. You can do. You can com- like people have com- com created entirely different adventures. I don't know that you can in- like insert new textures and stuff, but the power you have is pretty good. I mean, it's. Yeah. I-, I would say it's six bucks. It's worth it. I mean, yeah. it's 
the graphics it's it's an old it's an old program, but it's a good one. Yeah. Interesting. What about regular Neverwinter? Any anybody play that? I think that's what I played first. Like I, I had the original version on CD. And then and I bought, you know, updated versions as they've been on sale on various things, but the one I played was off a of CD on you know, gotcha. fifteen, twenty I, years ago. Well, I'm thinking about no more recently than the Neverwinter now, because they just they just uh changed it to be a little bit more in line with five E. And and Neverwinter. It is it is MMO. three I think it's three E based, uh is yeah. Neverwinter now too. But I like three E anyway. Are you talking about the MMO? No, the MMO. I'm talking about the MMO. Oh, the MMO. Yeah, yeah. The, but the game itself is three E. Yo, yo. Never, never winter nights is three. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Mm. Crazy stuff. More stuff yeah. to buy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. Yeah, no kidding. I've <laughs> finished off my uh, my Stella from this week, from a couple earlier sessions, and now I'm drinking uh, Revolution Brewing Rev Pills. Nice. It's actually pretty darn good. Nice. How about you, Duck? You drink anything? I uh, had a bottle of red wine with dinner, uh, split with myself and okay. my two parents. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and now oh, this could be one of those sessions, huh? I, I came in. Uh, well, I'm coming in hot, and I made myself a 16 ounce uh, glass of gin. I mean, there's a little, a little honey syrup and a lemon in it, and some ice. Okay. But it's in okay. a 16 ounce glass, and it's already halfway down because it's delicious. It's a uh, three berry infused gin. Nice, nice. Good. Uh, Cliff, you got anything uh, in your cup? Uh, at the moment, I hate to say, just pure coffee. <laughs> That's the wow. problem, dude. Yeah. Because I got to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Big weekend, or what's been going on? No, it's just um, the, my, well, I slightly insomniac, and my daughter's like staying up all night. So mm. getting sleep is a problem and my work starts really early at times so yeah, yeah we're coming up on crunch week uh well this this session is going to be so riveting mm -hmm. you're going to forget that you even need the coffee nice. that would be good no, i don't know about that but we'll see hey it's worth a shot yeah and uh pete how about you my usual caffeine free sugar free lipton iced tea <laughs> i didn't know it was caffeine and sugar -free. i didn't know that either wow I mean, I, yeah. I, I, my money was on tea, but I didn't know it was. Yeah, I heard tea. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it was I'm diluted. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Well, the problem, you know, I, I mean, listen, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to a lot of different things. So if I have any caffeine at this time of night, mm -hmm. I'll be up all night. So yeah. I can't. I can't have anything. That caffeine. sounds good to me. Come on, man. You know? Let's party. Yeah. <laughs> Are you coming yeah, to daughter. Dallas? No, I wish I could. Oh, that's I right. I that's could. right. You've told you. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. I'm uh, gonna. Well, uh, when you come to Dallas, well, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some stuff. <laughs> oh, you guys scare me. Exactly. We'll be, we'll be gentle. We take your shoes off. No, I don't actually take your shoes off. Somebody wanted me to take your shoes off. I'm like, I'm not fucking touching those things. <laughs> I don't even want to know uh, where you guys. It was were drunk. It was drunk patrol. We took Gersh to his room, and like, and I think, and I think Matt Allen was like, "You should take his shoes off." I'm like, I'm not touching his shoes, dude. He's in his bed. It's close enough. <laughs> 
Right. That was, this is what that, you get. This is the service was, you get. That was Saturday right. night at the con when Gersh was showing us his girlfriend. Like, oh my god, oh, that's like, right. He showed up with his. Is she, yeah. Are they still together? Uh, he, he brought her to the I, con. I, Probably not. If he, if yeah. he brought her to the con, she's no. I doubt. It. I don't think Gersh was in in that one for the long haul. Yeah. 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 Well, interesting. It, yeah. Man, we. You know, it's it's kind of funny. So uh, I was. Uh, Kimmer, if you're on duck, but we had. We're kind of catching up on what's going on in the weekend. I had some buddies come in. Uh, I saw buddies. your little Facebook post. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. yeah. So one guy was driving from uh, Miss, uh, uh, Michigan to Texas and came through. And then another guy is local who I see quite a bit. And then the, the, the fourth guy in our group was a couple of years older than us. We were all fraternity brothers. And he, you know, he's a great guy, but just kind of a different social circle. And it was kind of just funny to see like all the different, you know, one guy's divorced, the other guys aren't. One guy's got kids who have, you know, kind of psychological issues, you know, other ones got, they don't, you know, it's like we're kind of all over the map, you know, and sure. just kind of, you see how, kind of like the con, you get to the con and everybody's friends, yeah. but then you just kind of also realize that everybody's got a Very different, different life. And, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. different people. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It is there it is. is the the internet is a grand thing that has given us uh, a bunch of people a chance to find like-minded souls and then it has caused uh, utter mayhem so you know i don't know no, what, is it good or bad who knows right <laughs> both it is both yes it <laughs> right is. absolutely yeah it is it is without morality it is just a force of destruction yeah. But, you know, because it's really funny because when you think about that, that, yeah, there's so many different stories that, of people in the guild. But on the other hand, there are times where, you know, somebody will post someone or so, something or someone will say something or, you know, they'll be like, oh, my God, get out of my head. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we, we all have there's a common thing that I think that we all share. There's something yeah. that brought us all together for sure. Yeah. There's a yeah. commonality. Yeah. It keeps us together. Yeah. Yeah, in right. spite of it all. So even though someone's... <laughs> someone's you know, Why do you say that? And I feel like you're looking at me, Ty. That's, see, we all share that kind of self-paranoia <laughs> about... You know, everything re revolves around our experience. And, that's right. That's right. They must be talking about me. Mm -hmm. um, Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. cool. All, all right. So, Ty, I've got, all my, I've got oh. all my paraphernalia in front of me. Just want to let you know. I've got my dice. I've got my cards. <laughs> oh, I forgot the book. dice. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready. Okay, we're yeah, not using the dice roller. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we know we, we, we dice, so we're going to use them, motherfucker. We we buy the things, and so we have to get them out, whether we use them right. or not. Whether we use them or not, right? Exactly. I've been you've been lands now for a while. Yeah, well, I have to find where my daughter is taking my bag. <laughs> I'm not even going to sleeve my cards because I accidentally bought two sets. Oh, nice. So there you go. I'm going to get them out. You know those cards aren't worth sleeving, though. I'm real. I think I've said this before. I'm really yeah, disappointed yeah, you, with the, yeah, the Mew Mew Zero cards. They did better. Well, it was their first try. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're talking like to fanboy number one here. So watch yourself. They're okay. <laughs> they, there's there's no art. Yeah, oh, they, they did better with art, the yeah. Forbidden Land stuff. Yeah, they should. They you know anyway. Yeah. They they don't listen to me. <laughs> Not that they need to. <laughs> Maybe I'd they buy did all, buy it but, all anyway. Yeah. Maybe they did. Because this all, is the so. original, right? And they've done better on recent ones. So how how do you know they didn't listen to you, Ty? Uh, yeah, you know what? Like, huh? Are there are there they're alien cards too, right? I can't yeah, remember. yeah, they have art. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Well, 
They have, yeah, they like, the zombies. weapons have pictures the on them. Right. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, there's the uh, character cards. They have pictures. Yeah. Oh, God. Now you're making me want to go look and see if I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm excited. I... Mutations. I'm very excited for mutations. I got to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. And did I? Because I was reading through them. There's a, I mean, they're, they're pretty cool. I like them. And did I hear a Rex? I see, I see a Rex now. Okay. You didn't hear a Rex, but you did see a Rex. Oh, I heard the bing bong. Bing bong. You know, that'd be kind of cool if, if everybody had their own kind of like ringtone. Like ring oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little, little bing tone. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I did look into, uh, I could write, probably write a bot to do that if, if I felt like it was worth my time. I don't know. I mean, I could do it for you. I don't think you could afford me, though. Especially <laughs> since you're not employed. These are these are two things that are true. Yeah, I mean, all my money goes to Kickstarters. I shouldn't be buying, I guess. That's right, yeah. uh, and I can't I can't argue with that because I'm probably the one that told you about them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, the the latest one has been uh, the Call of Cthulhu fortieth edition. Um, yeah, I backed that too. And I was like, nah, I, come on, this old crappy that print job, blah blah blah. And, uh, but I bet and you then caved. It, I caved. I caved. <laughs> I got I got the big box and. I was saying, okay, ooh, because now I'm doing a one-off, a one-shot for Cthulhu, and uh-huh. I, I was looking second at second edition. You could, I mean, uh, the adventures will will translate pretty easily. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I saw I was checking all those out. So, yeah, now Duck, um, I was fighting myself at Miniature Market last night because they had that. Oh God, that 700-page one that starts with a P, that big giant semi-purple book. Oh, Patolus, Patolus, oh, yes, yeah. and they had it yes. in the Ding and Dent. Oh, Ooh, how much were they selling it for? Forty percent off, so I think it was oh, gonna be like sixty like 90 bucks. bucks. No, I think it was. Oh 90. yeah, those things are fucking expensive. It's yeah. it's good. Uh, like Cliff, I tell you, it. I mean, I've gotten in forty, fifty pages deep, and I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's just it's easy to read. It's interesting. So yes, but I don't have enough time to pay my war game. So I, I reading well, through the I tome, mean, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that's fine. You're you're probably uh, if right. It's still there, if it's still there in a month, it might be down to sixty yeah. percent off. I totally know that. why it's in the ding and dent section. Did you pick that fucker up? It weighs like forty pounds. Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, <laughs> and they ship them. They ship them with like a little like that. You know that just that foam wrap that's like quarter of an inch thick. Oh, good like, grief! And and I'm like, oh, you guys, come on. But anyway, it's fine. I I think Monty Cook. I I call him and I say, hey, look. Here's how they showed up. And they don't even, they, like, I send them some pictures and, like, okay, we sent you new ones. And I'm like, okay. So there you go. So now I have a, 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 potty, coffee, a potty copy, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was initially released, what, for like third edition? And now yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Did they do a fifth? Is it fifth edition or did they do that? They did 5 e and Cooks. Cypher. Cipher. And if you're like me, you bought the Kickstarter level that had both. But I would probably wow. run it in Cipher because Cipher. I mean, you know Cipher from Numenera. Maybe you didn't like it so much. I, I liked it. I don't. It's not that I don't think I ever understood it enough to like it or yeah. dislike it. Yeah. Or maybe the things I, I liked like about I it, it, like you have your like it's like three or four main stats, and yeah. it's kind of like this kind of system where hits you have to like when you get hit. Your your attributes go down, right? Yeah. Or or when you like you can like expend your attributes. So you have this 
limited supply. Like in a fight, fights don't last forever because you're going to run out of shit. Um, and yeah. I like those. I like the systems that make you think about like, oh man, I'm I'm really hurting, and oh, should I? You know, should I? I like the systems that kind of make you think before you attack full strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get started. Um, Welcome to Mutineer Zero. Uh, this is our, I'll call it session zero, but this is kind of like our prep session as a group uh, getting ready to enter the, the world of the Ark and the Zone and the old age and the ancients and the Red Plague and all that kind of stuff. Um, if I, let's see, I think, I think this is true. I think Duck, or I know Duck and Rex and Pete and I have all played some free league system games all together as a matter of fact yeah all together uh cliff have you played uh any of this year zero system um Uh, i played a computer game but it's like a year and a half ago (laughs) yeah and i and i played the computer game and i think it does a good job of of getting elements yes of the system but you know it's a lot you know obviously a lot of it's automated but uh yeah so we'll you know we'll since we all like to talk, we'll be prompting you and helping you out along the way. And mm-hmm. it's it's a relatively easy system. Yes, uh, I think it it keeps play moving along for the most part. But the other thing is, uh, are are you new to Foundry as well? Yes. Okay. So we'll we'll help you find things, and uh, it's you know most of the guild is to some degree adopted Foundry for a lot of the games we're running, and so it's. And the, it's something we're familiar the, with. The, the bleeding edge of the guild, the, the cutting edge. <laughs> the cutting edge, yeah. The influencers. There's we have the hipster we have the hipsters that are still on roll twenty. Although I gotta yeah. admit, I think I still have some shit in roll twenty, but we we did yeah. Iron Sworn in Roll Twenty because it was there. It was there. Yeah, you guys already started that. And um All right. So as Duck pointed out, I anally uh put together an agenda. <laughs> uh to reflect uh, I, just listeners to be clear i don't actually think i used the word anally this time i i made reference to the fact that ty is really desperate to get back into corporate america <laughs> because he yeah. made an agenda for our uh, yeah I th- I, yeah i probably uh put my own spin on you know I, 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 I support that message i support i think <laughs> anal is fine yeah 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 uh, right, precise, but I, do think uh, it's, I think it's fair to infer certain assumed statements whenever duck says anything sure. you, can, mm-hmm. you can always okay. assume anal and you can always assume 14 year old japanese girl I mean, well yeah i mean i'm i'm you know on 14 14 is a little iffy even for old. Me. like yeah 16 16 17 no 16 17 that's my sweet spot okay <laughs> they gotta have time to get the you, you need the thick you need a little thick, man. Come on. Oh my we, god. We, yeah. You, you didn't need you didn't need to try to sell this. You started it. You opened the door. I just yeah. walked through. Yeah, there you go. I, I think he's is I was I'm impressed at how ready he was with yeah. the justification. T H I C C just FYI. Okay. <laughs> I don't even If uh, you want to do a Google search, I'm mean, gonna just say I, No, you don't. I, I, I will admit, um, I forget what session it was earlier this week, but within seconds of you saying it, I was on Reddit you're looking you're at wholesome hentai. Wholesome hentai, yeah, yeah, and I was like, uh, "Oh, okay, 
Uh, that's where this is going. I should have known. Um, oh yeah, you didn't know what hentai was. Nice. No, I, I did. I did. I didn't. But I didn't know what the wholesome part was getting. Oh, at. it just meant it just meant that you know they're like people who love each other, right? It's mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah. it's sweet. It, uh, okay. But people who yeah. love each other have sex. Sure. Guy. I hate to tell you this, but it happens. Man. Uh, they do. Well then, I'm but totally wait, missing. But what about that. my? Oh, what no. about my love? <laughs> <laughs> and then they get married. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, so the apocalypse. <laughs> Speaking of marriage, no, just, just kidding. Just kidding, Miriam. I love you. Um, <laughs> she doesn't listen to these things, does she? Oh my god. I, god, I hope not. Uh, I don't. I don't think. She, I do. I do cause a. a some some looks if I get animated GMing, and oh, nice. the the rest of the family is in the next room, and uh -huh. they hear me doing voices or yelling or something. <laughs> like, what is Daddy Daddy doing? Um, <laughs> it's okay. Daddy's at home. He's not at the bar. He's not yep. right. Right. spending your money at the the casino. Uh, <laughs> it could be worse. It can always be worse. Just geeking out. All right, so the apocalypse. So Mutant Year Zero, as you, you, I'm sure most of you know, is this post-apocalyptic setting. And there are a lot of the elements and tropes that you would expect to find in a setting, You will that type of setting, you will find here. Uh, I think the, the big difference is there's a lot more that you as characters don't necessarily know. Right, you you have some inkling about what caused the destruction of mankind in the past, right? Um, in the old age, is is what they call it. Um, but you, as a collective, have been living in what's called the Ark, and you've been living in this Ark for all of your life. And everything you own and everything you know, everybody you know, is in the Ark. And you are known collectively as the people. And there are about 200 of you who live in the Ark, in this location. Um, but there's a couple of strange things about you, and we'll get to your mutations. But even beyond just the mutations that everybody seems to have, um, you do know that you're all about the same age, right? And if you had typed in an, an age in your character sheet, I erased it. Um, but we would think that most everybody is in their 20s, early to late 20s. Uh, so you're in the, kind of a narrow, narrow, uh, narrow age range. Um, to your knowledge, there's been no reproduction. So there's no babies around. There's no children around. You've heard stories about children and little one, but you know there are there are females, there are males, there are uncertain <laughs> folks who uh, perhaps gender-wise kind of fall in between, and it really doesn't matter because nobody's reproducing anyway. Um, there is, and like like I said, everybody is a mutant. They have at least one mutation, if not more, except for one person, and that person is the elder. And the elder is a is a man who has always been in your life. He has always been the leader of the ark. He's always been the voice of of reason, uh, someone that everybody looks up to. Uh, but he is clearly not a mutant. He is much like you know you or I. 
just a, a, a normal a normal human. And, you know, if we were to peg him, he's probably late 70s, early 80s. And I think I've got a picture of him uh, on the screen there in his, his chair. And his he's been the leader. He's always said, you know, never leave the Ark. It's too dangerous out there. Everything that you need is here at the Ark. Um, but that has started to change. Uh, his health is failing. Um, he is more forgetful. Uh, he he wields less influence and power within the Ark, and some of uh, uh, the the other factions and the leaders of those factions within the Ark are eyeing an opportunity to, to take on power. But he has always been the voice that everyone listens to. And again, his his comments have always been, "Don't leave the Ark. Uh, everything you need is here." But the Ark is now running out of food, and it's running out of water. Um, supplies are low, grub is low, um, and people have been talking about, especially the bosses, and we'll get, to, we'll talk some more about the bosses, but the bosses are making waves about sending people and groups, uh, expeditions, so to speak, out into the zone, and the zone is the world outside of the Ark, and the idea would be to go out and search for supplies and other other things like artifacts. Artifacts are items from the ancient, the old age, and have like a specific purpose. You know, the, the mysterious uh, tools and weapons and equipment from the old age that sometimes you struggle with how to figure out. So it's it's kind of a it's got the the post apocalyptic tropes that you would expect but there's a lot more question marks about your background and what the true destruction of the world uh, or near destruction of the world was like um, I just popped up on the screen a, a handful of key terms that will come up from time to time um, even I get confused about some of them um, and I you know I'm assuming that you've perhaps skimmed the rules or the sections that I sent to you, but um, even if you didn't, there's a, there are some things that we should be aware of. Um, let me go through a couple of them quickly. Um, so the, the end of the world, the apocalypse. Uh, certainly there seems to be evidence that perhaps uh, you know, nuclear weapons were involved. Um, there are craters that are known to be around the zone. Uh, but the stories from the old age also tell of the Red Plague. And where the name comes from and what the name re represents is unknown, but it wasn't just a bunch of nukes being thrown around that caused uh, the downfall of, of the ancients. Um, there was also a, a mighty plague that wiped out a good portion of the population. That much is known. Um, as, as characters, we wouldn't necessarily know what a nuclear weapon is, correct? Like, in other words, there's enough time that's, well, I don't know. My perception is there's enough time that's gone by that that kind mm. of, like, we weren't alive during the apocalypse is my assumption. Correct. correct. Um, and so that may very well be lost to all time unless we stumble across some residual material that tells us what a nuclear weapon is. 
you know, like an old yeah. civil defense yeah, that, you know, you know, drop, duck, and roll film or something. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Like, and, and, it, and it is a little bit, I'll say, difficult to kind of maintain that level of distinction. But like, like from, you know, deduction would be that there's enough knowledge to know that there have been large bombs or explosives very large larger than anything that you guys possess individually now now the nature or the 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 physics <laughs> behind what those bombs were and what was causing them uh to go off would not necessarily be known uh, but there's there's enough evidence that you have seen directly or others have seen on the limited uh journeys into the zone to indicate oh yeah, wow, there are some giant craters over here, or this, you know, this area is wiped out. Um, and there, you know, there, there's always stories around the 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 fires within the barrels, you know, uh, in, within the ark, and people have picked up pieces of information. But I, I think you are you are right, Rex. The the specificity around that it's and in fact, uh, you know, some sort of vision bomb or something wouldn't necessarily be be known. Um, I mentioned uh, the Ark. That's where you guys live. It's your shelter, your protection. Uh, the people, uh, that's your community and your tribe. So it's anybody who lives there at the Ark with you. You know, people outside of the Ark or uh, humanoids and, and you, you know them to exist. Uh, but they are not of the people. The people are the, only the folks who are in your, your the ark. Uh, the elder, uh, the the ancients. That's basically the the name that we use for everybody who lived before. You know, who either lived during the the, the downfall of mankind or prior to that. But certainly not anybody that you would know, except for the elder. The elder is known to be an ancient. Um. Uh, rot. Everything rots in the zone. Uh, what causes the rot, what the nature of the rot is, um, but things uh, disintegrate and things fall apart. Uh, you don't necessarily know that it's radio, uh, radio radiation. You don't know if it's some sort of disease. It's just the thing that makes uh, the zone kind of the living hellhole that it is. And the, the, outside of discovering places that are rot-free, uh, rot um, you, you basically have the assumption that the rot is everywhere. Uh, fortunately, the rot is amongst the lowest uh, where your home is, where the Ark is. Uh, the old age, that's the time before. The zone, that's anywhere outside of the Ark. Uh, bosses. Uh, we'll talk about the bosses at the Ark. Uh, there are four bosses. Um, they basically are faction leaders. They all have different agendas and different specialties and a focus of what their intention is, what their political motivations are. Um, but they are leaders within the Ark. Uh, Eden. Uh, there are stories about a place known as Eden. And Eden... Uh, is a place that you aspire to find and is um, something that is told within the legends and was the safe haven 
for the ancients. And there, there perhaps could be even multiple Edens, but where it is and what its nature is, uh, what makes it such a special place. Uh, but it's it's you know it's Earth to to Battlestar Galactica. You know it's the place that you you hope to find to bring salvation to the people. Um, I'll make a distinction between artifacts and scrap. You know, artifacts are the the items that are found within the zone that have a specific purpose or a specific function. Whether that function is known to you or could be understood by you depends on a lot of factors. You know, but a toaster, as we know it, could be an artifact that is found. And depending on your knowledge and understanding and some other things, you may look at that right away and say, oh, I, I, I think I can figure out what that thing does. And then other times, there are me me uh, mechanism mechanisms within the game that will see if you can figure out what it does and how it works. But artifacts are not only very important for their, their, their function, but they can also be turned over to what is known as the Dawn Vault. And the Dawn Vault is a, a storage area within your arc that holds all the artifacts. And all these artifacts contribute to the knowledge of the people. So if you find that toaster and you figure out how, it, how to use it, uh, we'll put aside the question of whether you have power or not for now, but uh, <laughs> I think I know what this does. You can decide as a PC to hold on to that and take advantage of what that function is, or you can turn it over to the Dawn Vault for the, for the, the collective good of the, the people in the community. And that would contribute to the knowledge and understanding of the old age, and and uh, which can be beneficial. And I, I guess I'll add, there is a lot of kind of social peer pressure to turn those things over. You know, the, the assumption say, is it, the assumption is if you find something, you're going to turn it over. Um, now, if you don't do that, and they find out. There may be repercussions or not, depending on what they think you have. Um, but for the good of the people, and you're certainly going through a transition at the Ark in terms of the the way the society is is holding together. But um, you know, most people in the Ark, most mutants in the Ark, the expectation is for the good of the people. Turn in your uh, artifacts to the Dawn Vault. What are you going to say, Pete? I was just going to say, I thought that, yeah, I was going to say, that. I think that was the expectation, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the least, you'll... Sounds like the man's trying to tell me what to do. Yeah, not not Ducks, uh, doesn't fit in with a lot of Ducks PCs in terms of going along with <laughs> what they're, which is fine. I mean, you know, I, I would say at the least, you'll get a raised eyebrow, depending on who it is, and in other times... Uh, there's a risk of a you know big fallout with some significant consequences, uh, whatever that may be. Um, artifacts are. Uh, I'll contrast that against scrap. Scrap is the things that are found within the zone that are they're they're more materials. You know, you find a, a pile of cardboard boxes, you find a bunch of plastic bags, you find a whole bunch of bottle caps from Fallout or something. You know, like, th they're the things that you use to build things. And I think uh, 
I think who is it? Is it uh, Cliff's character? I think is a gearhead. Yes, and, I am. Uh, and so the gearhead in particular is going to use that scrap to to build useful things. So not things that you know scrap isn't useful on its own. It's material to build uh, build things and repair things because again with the rot everything falls apart and breaks. Um, mutants. You guys are all mutants except the elder, so just assume that everybody in the zone, excuse me, in the arc has at least one mutation. Uh, grub is the generic kind of food unit. Uh, in many cases, it's old, nasty, sludgy food in cans from who knows how long ago. Uh, but there is a modest amount of hunting, uh, but really anything that you catch has rot in it which is not healthy to eat um so you try to stick to the canned stuff and you're running out of grub and that's a, a motivator for for you guys to and the bosses to, to do something about it uh bullets are used in your guns um so they're different types of guns that you may find or can be built uh, but they're also the kind of the basic unit of currency so if you're trying to trade somebody or barter for something you're usually trading in bullets uh, we'll talk about your den at the zone which is where your, your little home uh, we talked about scrap we talked about the dawn vault vault uh, the 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 zone the area outside the arc is divided into sectors and that's kind of like the the basic unit of exploration and transport or tra travel and uh, there's a whole uh, set of mechanisms for exploring sectors. And then finally, really, the you know you, you're aware that there are creatures out in the zone, but really the only one that has some level of interaction or awareness of uh, directly are what are known as zone ghouls. And they are small, violent, chaotic beings. They live in the zone. At times, they've threatened the Ark. Uh, they're aggressive. They're active at night. Uh, they tend to be smaller than mostly. You know, they're human. They're they're <laughs> yeah, mostly at night. Uh, they're they're definitely humanoid, but they most of them tend to be smaller than most any of the uh, the mutants, and many of them have high pitched voices. Um, <laughs> and and they have they are are any of them named Sleeg? <laughs> Maybe it's not like Sleeg. I tell you that much. Um, and, and they they work in large groups, right? So it's like here comes a whole horde of these little high pitched chaotic humanoids in in rags and in you know bandages and weird outfits and all that kind of stuff, and they come to steal from the ark, or they. You know, you, you see them passing in the night or hear them passing in the night. So so I think those are the, the key ones. Any any questions or any uh, comments about other stuff that you've heard about that you had questions about? I don't right. think so. Well, all right. So, you know, if you needed to refer to it, I believe this key terms is in the, uh, the uh, journal entry section. Uh, so, Cliff, a lot of the time, most of the content, if it's not on the screen, the main screen, is in one of the tabs in the upper left. All right. So this is a, a journal entry tab, and 
uh, one of the journal entries is uh, okay. is about uh, yeah these key terms under path of the Eden campaign. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's get to some fun stuff. Characters. So you guys created, you know, did ninety percent of your characters uh, creation work? Uh, there's a couple things that I wanted to do in person, and kind of the idea is we'll we'll draw your uh, randomly draw your mutations, then individually discuss some of your NPC backgrounds because some of you, I think most everybody had that NPC connections section filled out. And then you'll each have an opportunity to kind of introduce your character with the idea is that the next step is that each of you needs to have a defined written relationship with the other PCs. So Rex is going to have Rex and Trent is going to have a written, you know, short one sentence relationship description with the other three PCs. And naturally, you probably need to know more about your characters together to, before you do that, right? Right. So let's let's do uh, let's do mutations. So here here's how I'd like to do it. We're we're going to do them randomly. And if I remember correctly, there's 25 or so mutations in the basic game. Um, I've got my cards, and I can draw them, or there is a table, and you can roll for it, whatever you'd like. And the way that I like to do it is, uh, you know, you're going to select a mutation randomly. It's going to pop up. You're going to get to review it, and you can decide if you want to keep that mutation or if you want to discard it and roll again. And the, 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 the rule, though, is you, you don't get to choose between the two. You either take the first one or you have to take the second one. Mm. Does that make sense? So I, so I do want to give you a little flexibility. Like, if you get something, you're like, yeah, I, I don't want that at all. Well, okay, that's fine. You, you can roll again, but you do have to take that second one, no, no exceptions. Um, but you, we will have an opportunity to review you know, what you have and, you know, there, there are some text descriptors and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I've just got everybody's, uh, kind of character portrait up and let's start with left to right. Trent, Trent. So this is Rex's character. Yep. Trent and Trent is our stalker, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So would you like me to draw a card? Absolutely. You have to take my word for it. Or would draw you like card. me to? You, oh, okay. Draw the card. You, okay, okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right, let me shuffle them. Let me shuffle them. Let me shuffle them. All right, say Careful, a number. They're not sleeved. No, that was say, me. No, they might not be though. I don't know. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna draw from the middle of the deck. Okay. And it's even sketchier now. Why? Why yeah. do I? It sounds sketchier. Pathokinesis. Ooh. You have the ability to affect the emotional state of others. Oh my at, god. At up to <laughs> near up to near range. You can. Can he pull. cause rage in others? Because that, that's like perfect for Rex. <laughs> <laughs> he he can instill fear or anxiety in others. Mm. Uh, you can heal 
Okay, so if you instill filler anxiety, the victim suffers one point of doubt for every uh, mutation point you spend. You can heal one point of doubt per mutation point spent. Or you can affect the mood of a group. You cannot control specific actions, only spread a general sense of anger, joy, sorrow, love, or fear for one mutation point. So pathokinesis. I think it's worth pointing out that uh, to heal that point of doubt, you've got to touch your target. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. Well, it's an interesting uh, mutation. I don't think it really fits this character. Like, he's got two empathy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I very much see him as like the loner who's more comfortable. <laughs> out in the zone uh, than he is necessarily back in the arc. So mm-hmm. I just don't know that he would really care that much about a group's mood to try to influence mm-hmm. it one way or the other. So uh, so I'm going to say draw another, understanding that I am now stuck with whatever that other might be. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and maybe just one uh, point of consolation. There are ways to, to generate additional mutations. Once the game gets going. Yeah, so this may not be your last mutation, but this may be the best mutation ever. Yes, maybe. Here comes. Flame breather. Ooh. You can spew out flammable gases and ignite them on the way, uh, ignite them on the way through your gullet to create a deadly cascade of fire. You can set fire to a flammable object spew fire at an enemy up to near range breathe fire at a number of enemies uh i like that better so that worked out you are the flame breather that will also cause people to be angry so yeah (laughs) definitely and uh yeah so rex it looks like you called it up in the that you pulled up in the uh yep already pulled it to my character sheet yeah, nice. okay, cool. Yeah, you bring that over from the items or whatever it's called. Okay, Pete. Go ahead, just draw for me. Larkin. Yeah. Larkin is our uh, enforcer. All right, number one. Human magnet. You have the ability to generate strong magnetic fields at will. You can push away or attract metal objects within short range. Throw metal objects at a target up to short range. Shield yourself yourself against bullets and other metal weapons. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, That one, every mutation point spent reduces the damage from such an attack by one. And that's what they call a, I think, reactive uh, mutation use. Push away a chance. I kind of like this one just for fun. Um, mm-hmm. And as an enforcer, he's a big, tough guy. So he kind of, you know, maybe uses the idea that he can, you know, this this sort of makes him look even stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take it. Okay. You are a human magnet or a mutant magnet. I should very, say. very cool. That's cool. Oh, and one other thing. If, if you are somehow stuck taking a mutation that somebody else has. 
uh, I'll let I I won't let I won't allow that. I'll let you draw again. Should that happen? Not likely. Okay. CB. Yes, sir. C is our uh, dog handler. You want to roll or you want me to draw? Draw. All right. Number one. Sprinter. Mm. Your leg muscles are extremely powerful, and you can run extremely fast over short distances. <laughs> you can double your movement speed during one turn. Mm. Uh, every maneuver you spend on movement counts as two. Mm. Uh, and then the second bullet, escape from a conflict without rolling to move. I don't know how that would work with my dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I, I'm not going to leave Snoop behind, right? So that's not really an mm -hmm. option. Uh, let's let's do another one. Okay. Yeah, that's the first one that only had two uses. It, yeah. It seems less bullet. useful than some of the others. Yeah. Well, but you know we'll what's see. a lot Just... more useful? What's Sprinter? Uh-oh. Uh, I sense sarcasm. <laughs> no, I didn't. I hadn't looked yet. Amphibian. Ooh. Your body has inherited traits from fishes and reptiles, making you at home underwater. You can okay. breathe underwater for a few minutes. Use your slippery scales to absorb damage from external attacks. Okay. Bite an enemy at arm's length with your sharp teeth. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's a little Call of Cthulhu callback here. I guess. Yeah, you are the amphibian dog. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm all in. All right. Uh, Cliff. Draw. Bovil. Bovil, ba yes. Bovil. Bovil is our gearhead. And here comes your mutation. Luminescence. Just like fireflies and certain types of fish, oh, your God. body has a natural ability to emit light. You can release a burst of light at a target up to near range. Uh, for every MP spent, the victim is blinded for one turn. You can light up an area around you up to short distance for a few minutes. Or you can briefly bend the light around you to obscure your presence. You can escape from a conflict without rolling to move. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind of cool, actually. Okay. Luminescence. So, under the... What tab is it? Uh, yeah, no, I, I see it. You see it? Okay. Uh, no. You know how to drag it in and everything? It's there. <laughs> got it. Cool. All right, so everybody's got their first mutation. And got it on their character sheet. Let's quickly go through NPC backgrounds and connections. So let's go back to Trent. Uh, Trent, under info, mm -hmm. let's take a look here. And I need to write the, I haven't written these down. because Some of these PCs I need to enter. Uh, tell us who you hate. I hate the stalker Yasan because he went deeper into the zone than me. Okay. Yasan, another stalker who a rival perhaps? Mm -hmm. Any anything to go along with that? What what is what, uh, he went deeper in, you know, so what? Who cares? Good for him. Or 
Is that a problem for you? It will be a problem for me that will make more sense in a few minutes. Got it. Depending on how Got long it. it takes to get to the other questions. So. Got it. But the stalker Yasan short story is, is on your shit list. Yeah. What about uh, the need to protect? You know, everybody, <laughs> you know what? Everybody needs to protect somebody, right? Like, you know, you, you, you're a stalker. You know, stalkers are kind of looked on with, with reverence within the arc. Um, you know, they're the, kind of the people that take the big risks by heading out into the zone on, on a limited basis so far. Um, okay. But, you know, almost certainly you have somebody back at the arc that is dear to you that you want to protect, right? So here's what I love about role-playing games. It gives you an opportunity to like take on a persona and a set of mm -hmm. beliefs that you might not normally actually have in your everyday life. Uh -huh. And I, I suspect somebody else uh, in this game might even just say that's healthy. Um, <laughs> so, so here's my big stretch. <clears throat> I need to protect no one. If they can't protect themselves, they deserve to die. Wow. Holy smokes. That is callous. Callous. Man, thumbs even, even the, even the, 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 the... Annie Malloy the, gives you a thumbs up. The, <laughs> the strength in the community of the people doesn't even... Even a little empathy, Trent? Okay. Well, I don't I have... I, 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 I'm going to... I'm going to tie all this together in the next question. Okay. Well, if, if, if you don't want to protect somebody, well, then certainly you have a big dream. What is your big dream, Trent? I do have a big dream. Mm. To venture deep into the zone and find Eden. Mm. That's why I hate Yasan, because he's gone farther than me. He hasn't found Eden yet, or if he has, mm -hmm. he's not told anyone about it. And my need, or, or the fact that I need to protect no one is not because I'm a callous, cold-hearted bastard. It's because mm -hmm. I'm realistic. The arc is not a long-term solution, and, and the long-term solution is Eden. Eden's a place, I know in my heart, Eden is a place where you could be weak, and, mm -hmm. and you'd be fine, and mm -hmm. we could shelter people and protect people. But out here, even in the arc, it, 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 only the top are going to survive. It's wasted energy to worry mm -hmm. about people who can't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's and not because I don't care. It's because I can't, I can't afford to care. Can't afford so. to care. Nice. So, okay, cool. In, in Eden, I'm going to be the nicest, most caring guy ever, because that's a place where you can afford the luxury of caring. So. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Nice. Nice. And, wow, that, that perfectly fits in with our campaign. The path <laughs> to Eden. What, what, who would have thought it? What a, what a, what a great tie-in. What a great tie-in. Tie okay. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, Larkin, who do you hate? All right. Well, I hate the Enforcer. Because he's the only one who beat me in a fair fight. Wait, what sure, was his what's name, his name? Elon. Elon, the enforcer, and is is Elon still at the Ark? Is he still around? Is he still a? Yeah, I think okay. he's still around. Okay. And yeah. do, you, do you know what you guys were fighting about? It was a fair fight, 
but um, I think ooh, that's a good. You know, I didn't even give that a thought. Um, it, it, you don't have to tell me now. You could come yeah, with that. Let me some let me, let me mull on that because um, yeah. yeah, let me mull on that. Yeah. Well, certainly after Trent's understandable you know, lack of a need to protect anybody. Certainly Larkin as an enforcer, you know, a, a protector within the arc, there's somebody that you need to protect. Right? Well, so, so to piggyback off of Rex's <laughs> statement <laughs> about the beauty of role-playing games, to be mm -hmm. somebody that, quote-unquote, you're not, I would, of mm -hmm. course, agree with that, air quotes, <laughs> because I'm going to play someone who is quite the callous bastard, um, and he has nobody to protect. No mm. one in this rotten, stinking, apocalyptic world deserves to live. Of course, that's my character. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're too sweet a guy to, to really believe that, Pete, I'm sure. I'm sure. And what about your big dream? My big what dream... What, what drives you? Is to crush everything pretty. Wow. Okay, that just got dark. Um... <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, that's what it is. We'll see how that plays out. Nicely done. Thank you, thank you. Uh, CB. Sir. Uh, who do you hate and why? I just changed it. So uh, the Enforcer Elon. Wow, is this he... guy is, is a real... I, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking ahead to bonds between characters, but... Uh, mm -hmm. Elon beat my last dearly departed dog Razor to death. Gasp. Is that yeah. recent or is that a, a is uh... It's a couple of years. It's a couple of years. I've my my okay. my companion now is Snoop and I've had him for a while. Okay. I and... mean who knows about time, right? In the <laughs> right, in the right. arc. Right. Um yeah, and speaking of your dog Snoop, uh sounds like he's the thing, the person, the friend you need to protect. Pretty obviously, yeah. Okay. Fuck, fuck the mutants. Fuck uh -huh. the Ark. It's me and Snoop against the world. Yeah. No one more loyal than a That's dog. Right. Okay. And what is your what is your big dream? It's going to shock you. It's going to shock everybody. It's going to break out of the mold. No, it's really not. We want to find Eden because I ah, sense... Thank goodness. I sense that in Eden... Like there's these green fields where Snoop and I can just run and run and frolic and he can lick my face and it's just <laughs> going to be great. <laughs> the way that man and dog, mutant dog was supposed to be. That's right. Okay. All right. Well done. Well done. And now that I know my mutation, maybe there'll be a stream there and I can uh -huh. burst out of the water with my amphibianess and spray mm -hmm. him and he can bark and we'll just have a great time. <laughs> I need to write down Snoop. All right, Snoop is your dog. Um, it should not be too hard to remember, Ty. Yeah. If you just yeah. look at the picture. I gotcha. I gotcha. That was a fantastic picture that you grabbed, by the way. I, I, I mean, somebody made that, and I was like, oh, that's too good. 
And then just for everyone, uh, this is Pete Gade was drunk beside his pool and and decided that he was going to decide what character I was. And so this is my character is from Pete Gade's uh, drunken poolside revelry. And there, there's there's a little there's another level which uh, I might hint at, but I won't say anything. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cliff. Bobble, um, the uh, the um, the gearhead. Fixer. Gearhead. That's right. Gearhead. Uh, yes. Let's. What kind of relationships does he have at uh, at the Ark? Who does who does he hate? I hate the fixer twig. Twizzer, because he cheated Twizzer. me out of an artifact. Ah, Twizzer. Yeah. Shif- shifty character. The worst thing you could do to a gearhead is take his stuff. That's right. That's right. Um, I need to protect the Enforcer Clab, because mm-hmm. he's always been there when I needed him. Oh. Unlike these other jerks. That's, that's touching. That's touching. <laughs> and uh, what about your big dream? I want to invent, build something so massive that it changes the people's life forever. Wow, that is that is inspiring. I think who knows what that will be? Widgets. (laughs) I read about those in a book. It seems like it ran the entire economy of the old world. (laughs) (laughs) All right, nicely done. Um, There is a section under these NPC relationships uh, for appearance. If at some point you wanted to type a couple sentences about your what you look like and what you're wearing, you, you're certainly free to do that. Uh, that was part of the character creation process, but it it wasn't reflected in the, the PC, PC sheet. Um, but you're certainly welcome to do that. So question for you guys. Uh, how do you want to do... The next stage I wanted to get to is the PC relationships. And the reason I ask is, you know, if you had, you know, uh, CB, he's such a jerk, you know, I can't stand him or something, you know, something negative about. Do you, do you want these to be secret and for my eyes only? And it's just, then it's up to you to role play? Or do you want to kind of go through it like we've been doing with these uh the, the npc relationships where they're just kind of out there and you know perhaps they're known because you guys have been living together and you know they well, hey we we know these guys are buddies because we see them together or well let's we think? can certainly go through the stuff that people would it's obvious right and then if there's something mm-hmm. you want to keep secret you know maybe they could just message you i mean i've kind of messaged you on what i feel cb's cb's inner problem is or not problem Whatever yeah. it is, and I, I'll give you more details if you want. Okay, and you've already done that. When, when I have I... On, on Rocket, so you you can't go back and look. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but I'll uh, I'll, re- I'll resend you something on Discord. Or something. Okay. What does everybody else think? I'd say let's go through the the process. I uh, I, I get the idea that it might be cool to let it emerged through play, but it also might take a while to really get there. And we, we might miss yeah. out some, on some good role playing because we don't understand the relationships that already exist. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I find like everybody kind of knowing, at least on the surface, what the relationships are makes this process go better personally. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and there will be, there is one PC that you need to identify as a buddy, which like in some of the other free league games and also in the one ring, it's like- And it doesn't have to be reciprocal, right? You, I can be, this person can be my buddy, but I'm not their buddy, right? Right, right. right. And I, I, if I remember, I'm looking for it right now, but I think it has something to do with XP creation. It's right. probably one of the XP questions. Yeah. yeah I'll look it up while you're yeah. farting around. So, uh, I mean, let's, I guess we can just go as you're ready, but Trent, do you have uh, thoughts about your relationships with the other PCs? So, so are there kind of like preset options to select from or just completely free form? I thought there yeah. were options in the book. Yeah. But I, I could I mean, be wrong. I think I like most of most of things, the NPCs, you can, you can oh. choose what they, what they give you, or you can make your own or uh, combination. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, I've, I've got it pulled up in the uh, actual game. So let me take a look at this real quick. Uh, Yeah, I don't see some pre. I don't see pre-made options there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the book, about yeah. your buddy. So they're they're in the they're so like for Rex. You, oh, yeah, so let, me, let me let me start with uh, yeah, under, yeah, under the the role. Oh yeah, it's yeah. in your character sheet. Yeah, or your it's character definition section. Yeah. All right, let me go over there. So, hey, let me let me ask. Page thirty-one. Uh, let me ask. So so Rex is. Um, is he uh, Trent? Is he uh, a fairly big physical kind of guy? I didn't really pick, and, and I don't. Uh, Trying to remember, do the attributes uh, give us some sense of size? Because he went five agility, four wits, three strength, two empathy. All right. So my, my perception is he's probably. More of a wiry kind of guy. Uh, more of a wiry, you know, right. thin guy, and it might maybe even short, uh, which is convenient for like crawling through tight spaces and things of that nature. So, um, you know, almost like a, if you're familiar with Vietnam War, like the tunnel rats, you know, the guys they sit down into the VC tunnels to okay. crawl right. around and find them out. So, um, and, so, and the same question to you, CD. Uh, CB is um, slightly larger than average, I would say. Okay. And perhaps wiry would not be a word you use to describe it. Okay. He may, right. he may have a little bit of a... I mean, I, you know, probably nobody has a gut because we're living on shitty food and stuff. So he's just not wiry. Is he someone that would have, would, from a would have been involved in, you know, just, you know, sort of, uh, you know, dumb meathead shenanigans, you know, like fighting. I, I, yeah, I fun. think, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think we both, so I changed my hate to Elon. It had Enforcer Jonats in my kind of character sheet. But when you said Elon, I'm like, well, I'll hate the same. So, you know, we have a common enemy also, just FYI. Well, so then uh, let me jump in here then. One of one, what I thought is that maybe you're uh, somebody, the relationship is that you were still standing after one of my punches. But it wasn't that we were fighting. It was, you know, that 
that you know dumb that dumb shit you know let's hit each other as hard as we can kind of a thing yeah you know, i mean and, and, yeah. and you impressed me with like you know you could take it yeah cb doesn't impress you as being super smart um when snoop is not around Okay. So that sounds like something, you know, may, and maybe if it was a couple of years ago before Snoop, that's yeah. certainly something CB would have done. And then that makes sense for the way that that I would have you be my buddy. Uh, that's perfect. All right. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe you're like part of your hatred of Elon is like, I told you that this fucker beat my dog to death and he's such a, yeah. he's a dick. Okay. Uh, so I found mine. Uh, and here are my relationships. Uh, Larkin is a danger to everyone. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> uh, keep your distance. <laughs> perfect. So let me let me reciprocate. It doesn't have to be reciprocal, by the way. I, no, I wonder. No, 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 because yeah. the thing was that I was thinking I one of them. One of the relationships that sort of listed here has left me to die. And with you talking about how you, you know, you don't want to protect anybody because you're looking for evil. So I was thinking in my head that, that you would have been someone who, let's say we were out on a patrol at some point in time and something happened and I got knocked out, you know, and you just kept going because, you know, you're like, no, look, I got to do I got to do the mission, you know, kind of a thing. Um, and so I feel like. Right, so so that you just uh, yeah you left me to die, you know, kind of a thing. A slight amendment to that. You ignored my lead and yeah. and <laughs> pull in a china shop into something you didn't understand. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't going to get killed because you're an idiot. So right. I left, and you know you apparently are a bit are either lucky enough. Or a badass yeah. enough to survive that situation, but or and and it may I'm have not. even been. I was gonna say it might even been that I really, you know, in your mind, I wasn't gonna die. In my mind, I was gonna die. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, who knows what really have happened? Obviously, I. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were gonna die, and okay. and I All didn't right. want to die, which is why I left you. So perfect. All right. Um, awesome. I think CB walked. Uh, with me in the zone and lived. Okay. It doesn't yeah, really tell me. Doesn't precisely. I mean, that's that's what it says. So, yeah. I, in my mind, that means I've got some grudging respect for. Um, uh, CB, so yeah. I mean, it sounds like you get to to choose what that means to you, what that means to right. to Trent. Right. It's like you know, why is this guy following me around? Or it can right. be like, yeah, he's tough enough. He's somebody I can trust in his own, or you know, whatever you want it to be. Okay. Right. And I think Bovel might actually understand me. Uh, oh, and. Then I have to ask myself, uh, do I dare to open up? It's an empathy of two. We think we all know how that's going to play out, but you know, that's the question. Does anyone, does anyone have an empathy higher than two? 
Uh, I do a three. Okay. All right. You're you're the talker. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. I want to smash all beautiful things. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm here to calm the situation down. So. Everyone deserves to die, and I'm going to crush everything. Right. <laughs> I'm the party leader. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All right, Trent. So it sounds like you've got yours. Why don't you go ahead and write those out? Uh, yep, I do. Larkin, you started out on the way. Right. Did you have others you needed right. to add? And, well, and then the last one was Bovel, I think, just fought by my side, you know, and so, uh, and, you know, and, and, and whatever he was doing gear wise, you know, again, impressed me, you know. Okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, all right. Uh, CB. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to actually start. I'm a little worried that Trent is going to be left out. And I know I'm, you know, I'm, I am uh, Larkin's buddy. So I'm going to make Trent my buddy. And the reasoning is um, Snoop likes Trent. Mm -hmm. And that's good enough for me. Okay. Well, that's a good uh, reason. Yeah, and I made Bobble my buddy, mm -hmm. and to to expand out when I when I say Bobble might actually understand me, in my mind I perceive that Bobble gets the importance of Eden, and and you know wh whatever we scrap together and and eke out here, he understands that Eden's going to be a far better deal. Um, and and that's how I think he understands me. He he understands that I get that as well. So, all right. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, Larkin. Larkin protected me. This is my own invention. Uh, Larkin, um, Larkin, and I have a common enemy in Enforcer Elon. Okay. And so we get we get along. We we see eye to eye. Yeah. Oh, and as you guys are entering these, remember to hit save. Yeah, it's it's, it's not it's the best the icon. Button on yeah. the right hand side with the bar on the bottom. Yeah, it's tough. yeah because I was thinking uh -huh. I know I did this before. And <laughs> right. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now I got it. There we go. <laughs> yep. And then Bavel thinks he is all that idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. All right. Cool. Um, all right. Let's turn to Bobble. Uh, Bobble, what are you thinking relationship-wise? Well, you know, I'm a gearhead, so I'm a little out of touch. But CB mm -hmm. is awesome. Even close. But, you know, it's really all about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, honestly, that's fine. I, uh, I can respect that. Um, Larkin is a bit slow in the uptake. Best explain stuff in yep. detail. <laughs> yep, like it. Now Trent, he makes me nervous. I just mm -hmm. the way he looks at me just. It's <laughs> that mask. Yeah, I think it is, and that you know he's a stalker. Freaky. It's he's out out there all the time. Yeah, but he brings back stuff. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so just double checking. 
And everybody's got their buddy identified. Where'd CV or where'd, uh, where'd Larkin go? Uh, everybody's got their buddy. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, anything else you guys wanted to cover on the, the relationships? No, it's good. I like it. No, I always like this process. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. All right. So the last thing for the, the characters that I, we needed to do was just make sure we're finalized on gear. Uh, gear is is really hard to come by. Uh, it costs a lot of bullets. It can break down, so you you got to keep it in good condition. Um, and so, two things I want to do. I think most every. Let's see. I'm looking here. Both Duck and uh, uh, who was the other one? Oh, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. In your in under your gear tab. Mm-hmm. I've put all the weapons that you're eligible to t- to have, but oh, you know, we don't have all this. You don't have all four of them, so just pick. Oh. Them. Like I put, I put them in. There. You did, both of you didn't have any picked. I don't yep. think. Oh and right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just put them all in there and said, okay, mm-hmm. just pick. You know, pick one that you yeah. want. I also need my artifact. Oh, that's right. Mm. Let's do the artifact. Let me look at the other gear. Oh, uh, tr- Trent. Uh, I just made a new item called arrows. Cool. And so you've got five arrows. And my bullets my are limited. Or do I need to go find it? Uh, under gear, uh, okay. you've got your bow under weapons, and then a couple sections okay, below it. that is arrows five. Yep. Yeah, I found it. And, and like bullets, there, you got five. Mm-hmm. You know, once you run out, you got to buy more or make more or find somebody to make them or whatever. Uh, okay. So, yes, uh, Cliff, Bovel as a gearhead, and I think you're the only one of this group, you get one artifact. And I am going to pull that for you mm-hmm. uh, just because there are some things I don't want you to have right now. And I also, it's also going to help me figure out how to describe it to you. Mm-hmm. All right. And no do-overs. Ooh, look at that. Um, so, Bovel, uh, this is a, a, it's a piece of clothing. And it, it's, a, it's like a sleeveless top. Some might call it a vest. Ah. Um, it's so certainly something that you wear. Mm-hmm. But what makes this different than perhaps your other raggedy old clothes is that this thing is very heavy. And in sections of it, it has holes. Uh, holes about the size of a dime. Maybe two or three holes. Um, but... What's kind of unusual is that, um, other than its weight, is that those holes don't go all the way through. It's like at the surface level on the outside, there have been so holes. And y- you show it around to maybe a couple of people that you can trust. Um, you suspect that it might give you some protection. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not sure exactly what it is. And I'm basing that off the technology level of the of the arc. Okay. So uh, just maybe write that down, put that like 
strange vest or unknown vest for noun. We might come back to that later after we develop Under the gear. arc a little bit better. Yeah. Okay, so how do I okay. edit strange vest? And I've got that pulled aside too. And um, um, white category. What was that, please? White. Light, medium, light, regular, oh. heavy, tiny. Uh, I guess we call it heavy. Because you got to deal with your encumbrance, right? I think we do, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I may I may revise that when I investigate a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, I'm hoping those holes make it lighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there aren't too many of them. Um, and like I said, they don't go all the way through, but they're kind of surface mm -hmm. holes. Okay. okay. Uh, that's the end of uh, PC completion. Nice job. You've got your relationships. Let's turn to the arc. Um, and let's start in. I got a lot of things open. Let's start in the zone. Trent. Yes. Um, at some point, you're milling around the arc one day. Uh-huh. And <laughs> grout. Grout. G-R-O-U-T-E. Grout is uh, the kingpin. He's one of the bosses for the clan known as the Black Sun Clan. And uh, you, you know the Black Sun Clan to be a little bit militant in their operations and their points of view and all that. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily distrust him, but you know you, you're you're perhaps seen as a not one of them. You're not one of that faction. What, what are they militant about? Like, what, what's their cause? Um, they're 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 concerned about the safety of the Ark the protection of the Ark, and they're willing to fight to do that and, and kill outsiders and things that threaten the Ark. And they do that in a way that's organized. Uh, sometimes they're training on the grounds of the Ark in, in kind of a what we would understand to be a militaristic fashion with drilling and uh, you, know, you know, running defensive drills. and um, But they're also uh, uh, not overbearing, but they they command with authority from that point of view as well. Like they they try to impose to some degree their their authority on other members of the Ark um, because they're the ones who can protect everybody. So they don't accept the fundamental organizing principle of uh, voluntary <laughs> consent between two individual <laughs> actors. That's what you're telling me. Uh, and and I here know. I thought you were going to break out, go out on a limb with this role playing session. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know that I'd read into it that much yet. Perhaps that will emerge once I have time to think about sure. all your esoteric questions. But, mm -hmm. uh, but for now, Grout does recognize you as as a stalker who is is perhaps a bit green, but cap but still capable of conducting excursions into the zone okay. and uh, one day he pulls you aside 
and basically say, hey, things are getting tough around here. Uh, we're going to need to start going out into the zone more to find the things that we need. You know, the elder is failing. His health is failing. His leadership is not what it once was. And um, there is, uh, let me think here. He mentions to you the name Millix. And no. Millix was a stalker uh, of some celebrity uh, who died a handful of years ago, you know, many seasons ago. Okay. Uh, but certainly known to you and known to the people. And was not necessarily, I'd call him a legend, but certainly had been known to travel far. Mm-hmm. And what Grout presents you with is what's on the screen there, which is the the map of the zone that Millix put together. I thank him. Yes. He says, this is going to come in handy. Protect it with your life. This is the only record that we have of the zone. And you kind of look it over and it looks worn and beaten and it's obviously mm-hmm. written in hand as if a 50-year-old suburban dad wrote it out right? by hand. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. Not that you know what a 50-year-old suburban dad is. Right. Um, but it will have to do. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, who knows how accurate it is anymore? And who knows what even some of these things represent? Uh, but you are pretty certain about a couple things. Uh, one, uh, not quite in the middle, but a little bit down into the left, and I'm trying to highlight it with my my ping. Got it. That's okay. the ar- that's the arc. That's okay. where where the home. That's where your home is. Right. <laughs> um. And then, uh, yeah. You know, anything else is at this point is who knows. I mean, you, you perhaps in talking with a handful of other stalkers who are at the Ark, some of these terms have come up again before. You've heard talk, you know, the zone ghouls are listed on here or mentioned on here. Um, but uh, this is all you have at this point. But it's it's yours. Uh, any questions? Well, uh, for you as the GM, um, does Trent have any practical experience that would confirm if any of this, like, has he seen any of these places himself, or is this accurate um, based on what he's done so far? Uh, Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, but I think you're asking, like, what does Trent know to suggest what's accurate or not? Correct. Um, Can I verify any of this with my own experience? Yeah. Yeah. You no. You have not been that far out. Uh, the the only thing I guess I take that back. You do see to this. You know, north is to the the top of the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to the south of the arc, and you'll see this more in a moment. There are some train tracks that or tra- train. What's a train? Some tracks. Exactly. Some metal right. metal roads that lead kind of east to west. Uh, right. From the Ark. Um, and you are uh, perhaps um, 
grout some somehow suggest to you that the um the scale is such that each square is a mile by a mile right and you as a stalker have not been much further than two miles away from the arc right, right. so you you know maybe you've picked up on the road you know the line to the north you're pretty sure is a a pretty major road hard uh, uh hard uh surfaced road you know dozens of feet wide and then i mentioned the train tracks but that's that's about all that you have been exposed to yeah Trent, trent's trying to figure out about how many days each of these squares might be so yeah yeah so, so certainly yeah that's a good question um the uh, you know as a stalker and the reason you would typically be sent out into the zone is not necessarily to get somewhere but is to get something you know get supplies get information yep. um and so you may be able to travel quickly but if you were to explore one of these sectors um you could probably do two a day okay um you know provided you don't run into major problems you know it, okay you know mechanically it's it says it takes four hours to fully explore a sector um so i said well you could probably do two a day um and then then also if you've explored a sector before you don't need to explore it again unless you really 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 want to get into that okay. um and you could certainly travel through a sector you've already explored already more quickly okay excellent all right um all right so that's the that's the zone we'll come back to that as you can imagine and somebody was playing around with the scale and i can't remember if i even set that up but um one um yeah one box is a a mile by a mile, one by one mile. Uh, all right. Speaking of the arc, let's look at your home. This is the arc, and I do have some more editing to do to make it a little bit more readable. Um, but basically, what you understand your arc to be is some sort of ancient transport hub and the large image in the middle uh, is a top-down view of the surface structure you know the the, the, mm -hmm. the parts of this facility that are above ground yeah. and uh you know maybe because of the color it may be a little bit hard to see but um uh, we'll talk about flarco flarklo in a minute but down by flarklo's image in the lower left towards the lower left you can just see a set of tracks peeking out and so mm -hmm. there are tracks and these are train tracks as we would understand them or some sort of rail tracks um go into part of a part of this facility and then you actually see further down another set of tracks um that also run east to west 
right? So again, there are tracks that are kind of under the ceiling of, of part of the structure, and then there's also tracks in the in the open. Um, about 200 uh, uh, people live here, including you guys. Um, there is, and somebody, I'm getting a little bit of echo. Yeah, there's an echo I'm hearing also. It's throwing me off a little bit outside of my uh, fantastic uh, delivery. Uh, but let's start in the upper left. There is a, a section that... It's is, Pete. Oh, it's Pete. That's weird. I haven't done anything. I've just been sitting... I don't know. But I'm seeing you, li you light up when the echo goes off. I don't know. Yeah. But... Gotcha. Let me see if yeah. there's something... Yeah, I just started. Huh. Um, All right. Let me try... Uh... We plug. It's... Uh... It okay. just got a lot louder. It did? Yeah. yeah. You sound a lot clearer now. Oh. Yeah. So, but is it still echoing? Nope. Uh, let's okay. see here. So I'm talking and... Nope. Yeah, it sounds you fixed good. it. Whatever cool. you did. Okay. Right. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> okay. All right. it's, it's, it has to do with your name. I'm sorry. But if, you have, if your name is Pete, you suck at audio. It just apparently is <laughs> the way it goes. This is the way it goes. All right, I understand. <laughs> that's why we, that's why we stopped admitting Pete's to the uh, to the guild. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> at our we've met our quota. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're grandfathered in, but that's we can't handle that's it, it anymore. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Um, so so there's this section in the upper left of the the large image, and it is a large, basically concrete surface surfaced plaza, and kind and of jutting out into the middle of it is this awning. And, and up and to the left of that is, is kind of a ground level ground view level. of it. And you actually see these old rusted vehicles, these large, large long, long, there's a couple of them there. there. They, uh, you know, they're, they're rusted, they don't run, they serve as shelter. And this plaza is a place where quite a number of the people are basically camped out in makeshift tents. You know, not everybody lives here. But it's certainly the like the largest area uh, for people to live, and it's it's kind of like this mini camp that that people are living in. Um, they all these tents all around. Unfortunately, there's really no protection here. Uh, there's you know there's maybe a little bit of a an earthen mound that serves as a barrier, but there's no built up wall. There's no built up uh, palisades. It's just it's just kind of open and and really for this section and really throughout the the arc itself all of the protection is really kind of coming from those those awnings like there are guards on top of those awnings and they have you know barriers and protection and so they look down into the area and they look out into the zone and you know look for threats and you know, yell for people when when things are getting rough. And if somebody or a creature comes in, you know they're fighting from from up above. But otherwise, at this point, the 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 built up defenses, the physical defenses, are are pretty meager. Um, but yeah, so so quite a quite a number of those people uh, of your people live up here. You'll see in that big. Uh, 
uh, image, Chester is another one of the bosses. I mentioned uh, uh, Grout earlier. Chester is it? Just Oh, is it back? Yeah, I hear it a little bit too. Now you mentioned it. Um, Chester is the boss representing a faction known as the Living. And the, the living, as a faction, uh, they're pushing for change, and they're pushing for, you know, setting aside the the elder and his old ways, and they think that his leadership is outdated and his time is past. And so, you know, you know, there's a category of these bosses known as the agitator, and so he leads a faction, and I haven't determined the size of all these factions yet, but. Um, you'll you'll see that there are four factions. There are a certain number of of members of the people who are in those factions who are recognized as being part of those factions, and there and there are a number of of neutrals or people who don't fall into any particular faction. And that that may or may not include you. I mean, you can determine later that you want to align with one of these bosses or not. But but as of now, you kind of fall into that that kind of undecided or uh, unaligned category but chester he lives he lives in this plaza area uh he actually lives under underneath one of the the awnings uh, and he's got his own little tent set up and i've i've got him got a mark there um over where kind of in the in the main body of the structure uh you'll see i've got a section labeled the dawn vault and we talked about that, you know, where they collect all the artifacts. Uh, and there's also, this is where the the um, den of uh, Genzera is. Genzera is the third boss that we've talked about. And she is part of a faction, or she is the boss for a faction known as the New Moon League. New Moon League. Um, and the New Moon League is kind of got this new age feel to them uh, as the name suggests they they in a sense worship the moon uh, or they have some affinity for what the moon represents to them which i'm sure i'll flesh out at some point um but they're kind of the not law and order but definitely the order at part of law and order they're really trying to focus on keeping everybody within the vault you know keeping them doing their jobs keeping them to contribute, you know, what they can to the development of the Ark. Um, and despite their kind of um, new age-ish type uh, tendencies, they do come across as, as a, a caring, empathetic group who really cares about the people as the whole, as, as a whole, and, um, you know, the, the safety and, and growth of the Ark. But, but, but Genzera and everybody in this part of the Ark lives in this kind of upper section. So if, you're, if you look up and to the right, there's this indoor, it's not a platform, but this indoor la uh, landing, we'll call it. That's the upper level of the structure. Um, it's all enclosed. Uh, the windows are largely intact. Uh, what's not necessarily represented here in this this picture is there are a lot of small 
we'll call them rooms or sections uh, that serve some unknown purpose in the past, but now they are the location of the Dawn Vault. And so there's this like little 15 by 15 square area with maybe kind of a back room where things are stored. Um, and there's there's also people who live in these rooms and there's people who are spread out on the floor here. And But again, this is kind of all upstairs, but up and to the right, you kind of see these unusual stairs, excuse me, up and to the left, there are these un, unusual stairs that go down to the tracks, right? So you're, you're kind of upstairs, uh, down and to the left, uh, all the way on the other side, you see a better picture of these stairs that head mm -hmm. down and lead to the tracks. And on these tracks are four lines of cars. And just, I mean, we, we would recognize them as like subway cars that are, they're broken. They don't run, but they're excellent um, uh, coverage. They're excellent, um, you know, living quarters. And, you know, everybody else of the people live here. And each of these cars is broken into two, two three or four sections where an individual or a handful of individuals live. You know, they've got their makeshift hammock set up you know, swinging from different bars. They've got, uh, you know, maybe they sleep on these these chairs that they, seats that they've they've repurposed to be, um, you know, beds in, at night and, and, you know, they places to live during the day. But very, very close quarters, a lot of people sh shoved in. But if, if they're not up in the plaza and they're not, on the the upper level, they're down here in these cars, and and maybe some of them live on the platforms too, right? There, you know, people are living everywhere. Um, but this is this is the arc. This is where you live. And I think the last boss I need to, to mention is Flarklo. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with that name. Flarklo. Flarklo is the boss for a a cult like faction known as the Unity of Desolation, and they are very uh, much, uh, you know, as the name suggests, they are very cult-like. They see Flarklo as um, some uh, holy or religious religious figure. You know, pr you know, getting him his his power from unknown gods uh, that only mean something to this 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 group to the unity and. Um, you know they are preparing for what's next. They are pre preparing for a new day for the people, and the new day for the ark, and the new day when they perhaps reach Eden. And so, you know, if anything, they have that same big dream to get to Eden. But for now, uh, they are pushing in a course and pushing people uh, here at the ark, you know, to buy into this idea that it is, you know, it's God's will or the God's will. Um, who's going to get us there? And so, you know, we have to team up together. We have to follow, you know, his his word and the word that is coming from Flarco to get us to Eden. And so, those those are the four factions. Uh, the last person, the individual that I've listed here is the Elder. Uh, we've talked to, about him a handful of times. He's positioned here on the map 
as living in like the very, very most forward car in the line of those subway cars. Like he's good. It's not necessarily a nicer place uh, as far as condition, living conditions go, but it's, it's at the very, very front. And that's, you know, maybe he's got a little bit more space. Uh, he does have uh, a chronicler uh, who I haven't named yet, but, you know, he's got kind of a right hand man who is the chronicler uh, in his role. You know, he chronicles the the history of the people and, and everything that goes on, but that's their relationship is is very important. Um, so that's that's the arc. Uh, what else can I tell you about it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you see these rusted out vehicles all over the place. Uh, none of them are worth much of anything other than for pieces and parts and a little bit of of coverage. Um, you know the the tracks that are just to the south of the arc that I, I pointed out before. They're there, but they're, you know, certainly nothing runs on them. And in fact, they're in such disrepair that anything that could run on them probably wouldn't get very far. Um, but there are a couple things that I need your help with as players. Um, so the game kind of nominally starts with this idea that there are about 200 people who live in the ark. Uh, but unfortunately, people die. And they die at the end of every session once we get playing. And so at the end of every session, uh, with some modif modifiers that we don't need to worry about yet, uh, a certain number of people will die. So I do, I do need to be a little bit more specific about how many people are living here. So I'm going to roll that randomly with your help. Or you're going to roll it randomly. Um, and that's going to modify your starting population. So let me start with Rex. Yes. Rex, I want you to roll a D6, a single D6. And okay. even means it's going to be a number higher than 200, and odd is going to be a number lower than 200. So just give me a D6. Four. More than 200. More than 200. Okay. And Pete, why don't you roll 2D6? Okay. And we'll add that to 200, and that's going to be your starting population, or the ARC starting population. Oh, I always forget. It's slash, wait, it's roll R slash 2D6, right? Is that how that goes? Uh, uh, there are a couple different ways to do it. So slash R, 2D6. Slash R. Yeah. Slash R. Yeah. 2D6. But, there we go. Nope. That's not either. Did I not do that right? No, let me just. Well, here's another way to do it. Do, do you see the, the 20 sided die? die? Yeah. yeah. You can oh, click yeah, on that. There you go. And you can roll it that way, is one way to do it. Perfect. Three. Okay. Um, so there's actually a PC sheet, a player sheet, an actor sheet and foundry terms for the arc. And I don't think I can show it to you like I can a uh, a prop, but you should have access to it. And you'll see the, the names of the bosses. Yep. You'll, you'll see uh, the type is, I, I just called it a transportation hub. And I right. just typed in the population of 203. Cool. Okay. Nice. 
All right. The other thing I need your help. The other thing I need your help with is a water source. So unfortunately, you don't live on a river, and you don't live on a lake or the ocean, but you do have access to clean water, which is kind of a one of the driving reasons why you're here. So I need a, I guess between the group, I need a creative idea on where you guys are getting your water from, on the grounds of the ark. And I mean, it could be something like, yeah, we've got a kick-ass well, right? Or if you've got another idea that's a little bit more sophisticated, um, it's probably worth uh, worth talking about just for a moment. Well? Well, it is. No. It could be a well. <laughs> I think either that or um, I'm thinking that uh, above table, this facility um, had like a pretty heavy duty air conditioning system, which probably means it had a, uh, potentially a water. Uh, well, maybe it wouldn't have water for that either. I'm trying to think how the big the big chillers. Air conditioners don't usually use water. It's pretty fucking yeah. corrosive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I like where your head's at, though. Um, I was thinking maybe. Like there was a line of container um, railroad cars that were full of uh, water, you know, maybe, and they, you know, they have these weird pictures of these um, uh, elliptical objects with like kind of sides on them and they're filled with water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe there was like a whole train of like five or six of them, and, you know, Mm -hmm. You're talking hundreds of thousands of gallons of water that you know, has lasted us for, for many years. And there's probably a whole culture around dispensing the water from the, you know, the whatever, however we interpret the swimming pool water trucks or mm -hmm. water tankers. Mm -hmm. Okay. I could, I could live with that. Okay. So. Pete, Cliff, sound good to you? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can go with that. Okay. So I'll call it uh, water tankers. Water. Water. Tanker. Water tank cars. Okay. Uh, and when would you guys, what season would you like to start uh, our sessions in? And we just got normal Earth seasons. I would say spring or summer, because it seems like we all have the desire, I think, in some form or another, to find Eden. And it seems like those. I, I, I would vote for spring. I think. Yeah. You know, spring, spring brings thoughts of finding new places. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Hope. It's time of rebirth. Yes. Regeneration. Spring it is. All right. Uh, back to the arc layout for a moment. Uh, I want to hear from each of the players uh, about their their PC's dens. Uh, where does your character live in the arc? What unique uh, or interesting things can you tell me about their, their little slice of heaven on earth 
And I've got uh, down at the bottom of the the map area, I've got a little, um, you know, little logo or icon for you to to place somewhere on the on the map. And it can go in the big picture, it can go in one of the little little detail pictures, whatever you want. But think about where in the arc you want to live. And you, and you guys have like I've given you what's in my head, but you guys have freedom to embellish it and add to it or change it or take advantage of something that's there or, you know, add your own idea. But uh, uh, where do you think that your den is? And what does it look like? You guys think that we would be necessarily close to each other? Mm. Uh, or just spread out wherever. I mean, as long as I think, as long as we've got connections that are going to tie us together and yeah, okay. that pull us into the zone together, I don't know that we would necessarily. We could be together, or maybe not. I mean, I'm I've got ideas for CB um, that I can be somewhat flexible with, but um, if CB would be wherever the dogs are, <laughs> right? He's you know, he's always loved dogs, and you know, there's probably uh, I don't know. Um, I'm thinking like maybe up toward the north side here. You know, maybe wherever like there's scraps of food or wherever the waste refuge is. So CB is probably in probably one of the more undesirable sections of the arc, but it's where the mutts gather, right? Yeah. And so he would he just he finds solace there, and you know, Snoop. Snoop likes to go out and spread some oats every once in a while, um, mm -hmm. and so and so CB waits for him in in their den, and you know he, he, you know everybody like you know there's a, there's some other dog handlers and they're kind of they're all kind of spread out in this area, uh, but nobody likes the dog handler like because people think dogs are messy and smell like because they're idiots so. Um, we all kind of stick. It's all kind. Of, it's kind of a dog handler section. We're all kind of individuals, but let's say let's say I'm up here. I'm just gonna do that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There are definitely other dog handlers, and yeah. I don't know if you guys necessarily get together, but you're certainly we're we're all kind of loners, and you know, we we yeah. have a common interest, and we all, you know, if someone was uh, you know abusing a dog, I, I certainly I think we would all unite, but otherwise mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, anybody else? I have a question. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the top left image and you zoom way in, uh -huh. in, the, in the background, uh -huh. there's uh, some kind of uh, tower-type structure. Um, you dig it right yep. there? Yep, exactly okay. that right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that part of the arc? I assume uh, you tell me. I mean, I, 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 we can certainly make it part of. Like to me, yeah. Do you see where I'm pinging if... now? Uh, I do. In fact, yeah, I, yeah. Now you mention it, it looks like that's that I, is it. I think that's that a... is the same location. Okay. From a different angle, uh -huh. um, and I uh, would think that I would be up high in that tower okay and people look at me like i'm kind of crazy like mm -hmm. why do you climb all the way up there mm -hmm. to sleep and like the wind kind of blows through there you know 
but I've, I've rigged up some old, you know, blankets or old scrap metal to kind of mm-hmm. make a wind barrier. Um, and that's my place. Cause I just, uh, I feel safe up there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a lot of, somebody would have to spend a lot of effort to come up there to get me. And, uh, most people aren't going to expend that kind of effort. So, mm-hmm. um, I was, okay. Go ahead. uh, duck, did you just do something with, within foundry that kind of zoomed us in into a certain area? Yeah. He, he typed in be right back. Oh, okay. So it, why it, why it, did that zoom us in? Because it, it, well, I know for me, it zoomed us in, but then I could see the little thought bubble. Okay, I didn't see the bubble. Okay, so it, it zooms in on the, and I, I imagine I can turn that off, but I wasn't sure because that's kind right. of a cool thing I like I like to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. I like I like that Rex. That that works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there is something in the mechanics about when you're out in the zone and you're high up, you can actually see into a you know if, if it makes sense, you can see into right. adjacent sectors. So this is kind of like your way to see. Into the zone while while you're still in the arc. That's also um, my way to get away from everybody else. <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> get some sleep. That so. too. Uh, Bobble, looks like uh, you're up on the uh, the level, yeah, the upper up level I, there. Yeah, I need to be near the Dawn Vault. That's where I do all my work. No, oh, nice. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now, I was thinking I would kind of want to be wherever we identified. I, you know, I would think that. I, I don't trust anybody else or think anybody else could keep anybody else safe. Mm-hmm. So uh, where do you guys think I would want to put Larkin where he felt was sort of the weak point, you know, of the structure that, you know, that needs to be better defended. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like that's where he would want to be. Not because he wants to defend and it's not to protect them. It's to make, you know, it's for himself. Um, and so I don't know how well defended or how secure, you know, it is down there mm-hmm. or, you know, is the weak point over here or, you know, in one of these areas up here, figured the dogs got things covered over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm kind of looking at, you know, again, one of those three areas, maybe east, southeast or southwest, west or north. Um, those seem like they would probably be the most most uh, problematic security kind of places so yeah um, yeah i mean i think the short answer is kind of given the the level of of defensive development or the lack thereof like there's a lot of things that you <laughs> that will yeah, fit what you're looking for yeah they're all yeah. bad they're so all bad right I'm, now i'm, I'm going to go ahead and i'm going to say that i'm wearing this this clean myself right like in this area Mm-hmm. Some place to kind of, you know, sort of a central place, so that if there's problems to the north, I could run up to the north. If there's problems to the west, I, you know what I mean. So it's a mm-hmm. more of a central place to get to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I'd say I'm in some some cubby hole around here. Okay, cool. Um, let's see here. Let me just um. Put the water tanks down here. Uh, okay, so I think we got everybody set up, right? That's all four of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So I, I do. I think the last thing I want to do tonight, 
uh, at least mechanically, is talk about uh, arc development. And I don't know how much, can't remember how much of this is in the player section. Um, but we're going to talk about it now. So at the beginning of many sessions, or some sessions, I'm not sure how often it will be, but basically whenever it makes sense, at the beginning of a session, uh, you guys as the players are going to kind of step out of your characters and kind of zoom out a little bit and think about the development of the arc. And each of you, you know, each player will get to nominate or select a development project for the arc. And between the four of you, and we'll, we'll go over this again when we actually do it and we, when we start regular play, you can come up with four different ones, or you can come up and say, you can, you can submit four different ones or, and then talk about it and then narrow it down to one or two or whatever you want to do. But basically, each one of you gets to put forth a project that's going to help the development of the arc. And the arc gets developed in four different areas. It gets de developed in the areas of food supply, culture, technology, and warfare. And so food supply, you know, can you, you know, can people be fed? You know, how hard is it to feed the people in the arc? Culture, uh, you know, how well does the arc express itself in writing, art? and other forms of cultural production. Technology, you know, how well do you understand artifacts? So, uh, you know, Bavel found this kind of weird heavy vest. He, could, he can see what it is, but does he know what it does, how it works? And that a lot of that is driven by the technology level of, of, uh, of, the, uh, of the arc. And then finally, warfare. And this is kind of to what Pete was asking about. With Larkin is, you know, how well can the Ark defend itself against tax attacks? Um, so each of the projects are going to be things that can can possibly contribute to a development level. And some, I think, in some cases, a project may contribute a little bit to more than one development level. But basically, hey, we're going to build a farm, you know, and so naturally. Once that project is complete, it's going to add to your your food supply level, right? And as those food supply or as those development levels get higher and higher, there are benefits that go along with it. Um, and when you know if something goes wrong and the development level drops, then certainly that's a problem too. Like that that's going to hurt the arc. And I mean, a good example uh, I mentioned at the end of every regular session a certain number of the members of the arc are going to die. And basically I roll a D6 and boom, five people die, you know, and we can, we can actually role play a little bit about what the, why that is and who they were and all that kind of stuff. But basically there's a number and that population is going to go down. And, and certainly because you guys don't reproduce, uh, it's going to get critical after a period of time. But if you keep raising the food supply level, development level, then there are some modifiers that keep those losses down. 
right? Uh, the benefit from the technology development level is, uh, among other things, uh, artifacts that you find are easier to understand. And that that knowledge or that understanding carries with you, not just at the arc, but also when you're out in the zone. So if the technology level of the zone is high and you're out uh, of the arc is high and you're out in the zone and you find something as a group or as when you're out exploring, you know, that that understanding comes with you and it'd be easier for you to understand what, what artifacts are for. Okay. Um, so yeah, so the session will start and many sessions you'll pick a project uh, or a handful of projects. You'll, you will get those on a list and it'll take so many what are called work points to complete those. And, and that's where, where your PCs come back in and your PC can say, oh, you know, we're building the farm. I want, I'm at the ARC. I want to contribute to the to building the farm. And there, you do a skill roll and you generate points. And, you know, at some point, you know, you, you meet the threshold and then that project is done. Um, and there, there are different levels of projects, meaning you can't just do all of the projects right now. You can't build a power generator right, right off the bat. You have to build up to that. Right. Yeah. There are prerequisites or, um, for certain projects. Your 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 level has to be high enough to to generate that. And I'll I'll help you along with what I quit with, with yeah with what <laughs> options are with what options are available to you. Um, this game is broken. <laughs> well, not yet, but we are going to try it. Um, <laughs> no, that sounds cool. I didn't yeah. get to the arc part. I'm excited now. Yeah. Well, what's kind of interesting is that. This is the st what I'm what I've gone through is in the book, and as you can imagine, there's fan made stuff, and it's basically SimCity. You know, it's it's basically, oh, okay, well, in the yeah. book are five warfare projects, right? Well, here are another twenty, right? And here's all these other mechanisms, and I said, well, let's let's just start with the regular stuff, and we'll see where we go. It's a little um, little legacy esque. Yeah. So what I'd like you to do is you do have a decision to make tonight. It's not about the projects, but you do have a starting development level for these four categories. So you have, as a, uh, as a group, you have 12 development points to distribute across these four levels, or these four uh, categories, right? So t again, 12 points across all four of them. You can put 12 in one of them. You can put four and or three in four of them. You can put zero in whatever, whatever combination that totals up to 12. The decision that the four of you need to make is where are you going to put these points? And I think I brought it up on the screen. You can see the four development levels and what the breakpoints are. And unless you're putting a, a lot of points into one of them, uh, you're really not going to probably get out of that first category anyway. But you could. You could put all 12 in food supply and, you know, re reduce your session count by one each time. Um, but, yeah. And, and you know, to be fair to you guys, you don't really have anything, I think, that would necessarily push you in one direction or another other than your your personal preference. Like, there's not something that says that you're you're all at zero right now until you put these points in right so right. It's, it's all it's all bad news until you start building this stuff up so 
I mean, however you guys want to want to tackle it, to think about, let's start discussing how you're going to. I vote for uh, I, zero in culture. <laughs> I second that. Yeah. Who the fuck cares about culture? Well, I was just going to suggest we put three across the board and everything, just to no. even no. it out. Zero in culture. Uh, you can do what you want, but zero in but culture. I, but I'm okay with zero in culture. <laughs> you want to smash pretty things. Oh, he wants pretty things yeah. to be made so he can smash them. Now I get yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Some sort of entropy argument, I guess. Exactly. What about you, Cliff? Well, you know, as a gearhead, I'm thinking... Please, five in tech, because then we can build a watchtower, and that will give us some warfare. And I actually don't see anything that gives tech that starts with less than 10 in tech. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, where are... There has to be, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought there was there were um, people's projects, and I thought they were in order. Let's take a look here. Projects... Um, defenses, hunting party, cannibalism, cropland, pigsty, temple, <laughs> zone wrestling, and zone expedition. Um, so defenses contributes to warfare. Hunting party is food supply. Cannibalism is food supply and decreases culture. Pigsty is food supply. You might be right. Uh, culture temple temple is culture. I think museum is the lowest, and you have to have five culture to get. It gives culture yeah. and technology. Sundial requires culture five and gives technology plus d six. Yeah, I think I guess you're right, Cliff. There, I don't, there's nothing that you can get that's going to contribute to technology. That so doesn't have a the problem with technology. Yeah, you have to build culture to be able to increase technology. It looks like. In yeah, that case, maybe I'll go back and say culture five. No, fuck both of those things. I I honestly think I think we got to start with food. I agree. Yeah, certainly. I I almost wonder if we should put ten in food. I'm good well, with that. Well, but I also think that we should put something in defense. Yeah, we can put because two in defense. Because that's the other part of this, right? I mean, I think that one of the conceits of the game is that, you know, the zone is out there and it's going to hurt us and it's encroaching, you know, and so eh, we want to yeah. defend ourselves. I mean, uh, you can do whatever you want with I think food is number one, but that's that's just CB. We know that people are going to have to eat every day. We don't right. know that they're going to have to survive attack every day. So, Ten in food. Okay. And then you guys can decide what we do with the other two. <laughs> wow. Isn't that nice? Now, here's the thing, guys, though. You don't have to have anything in food to get food. There's projects with no requirements that will generate. All right, all right. I'm willing to listen to Lisa. So are you thinking, like, five in culture? Because that gets you the bootstrap? I think we need the bootstrap. All right, so if we put five in culture, uh, do we want to put the rest in food? Uh, if we're not going to go to ten food, then okay. I'm, maybe I'm we open. split it up a little. 
then I'm open to split it up between food and warfare. Okay. Yeah, me too. I mean, I understand the argument. I mean, if we want to get better, um, I mean, yeah, as a player, I, I mean, CB would be just like put it all in food. So I, maybe one thing that would help you and maybe may, make us overthink it still is, <laughs> um, like I was saying, to complete a project, you have to generate a certain number of points. Um, How many points is that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at cropland just as an well, example. Yeah, it'll, it'll show there. Cropland Three times the number of PCs. Right. So you guys need to generate twelve uh, work points, and does it say? Should say. Oh yeah, and, skills. And so basically, from a role playing perspective, we'll say, okay, uh, CB decides he's going to help with the crop cropland and he gets to decide okay am i gonna roll endure or know the zone and based on his results he's going to contribute a certain number to is it the number of hits i get on that roll is that yeah yeah and well but you know hunting hunting party is not bad for food though it's only it's only going to be four work points for us yeah And, and we get a 2d6 to our food supply so you know with the idea that if you're in the arc and you, you're, you, you're in a sense, you focus on a single or maybe two projects at a time. You may be able to get through some of these earlier ones pretty quickly. You know, to build some of those levels up. I'm almost thinking. I mean, defenses is two times the number, so it would be eight. And you get warfare plus two d six and hunting. But I, I, since warfare and food are easier to generate, what if we put five and five in technology and uh, culture? And then say one each in the other two. Yeah. And you know, but we do need. I think we're we're going to need to work first on food. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's the the other thing about this this game is that it's you know I think with this art concept, it's you learn it for the long haul, right? So, you know, we do have to start at you know the the at the bottom levels and then work our, our ways up. Just like you, know, you mentioned Sim City, right? <laughs> you didn't go to the, the highest tech tree right from the beginning. So I think we have to start off at the lower levels and then, and then slowly go up. So, well, okay. all these are low levels. Yeah. But the more we make it comfortable to live here, the less incentive people <laughs> have to find Eden. This is our Eden. Hmm. I never yeah. want to leave. Yeah. Typical it collectivist. Has, it has <laughs> zone wrestling. <laughs> I, I like how quickly how quickly uh, Rex's character reverted to Rex. I mean, it, right. wasn't, it wasn't even fifty percent through session zero. Right, but yeah. but I also think it's important to you know to remember what Ty said. It says in the book, and what Ty says is that you know it's time for us to step out of our characters. And in, instead, represent the entire people, right? Yeah, so whatever. I just did that. Players Fuck not you, dude. Key. Fuck you. I'm already doing it. <laughs> this is what this is what it's like to play with Dave. Just giving you a sense. <laughs> now, Trent, the thing you have to remember is we have to survive long enough for you to find Eden. That's right, motherfucker. Yeah. And and even if you guys are out in the zone, and if, if you've got some projects that are pay- pending, even though you're not. Your PCs are not working on them directly. I'll probably would 
I think there's maybe even a mechanism for it, but I'd throw a couple points in just to kind of show that time passed and people were working on things. I, I mean, can are are we going to just make constant jokes about being in the zone? Because I, I mean, I can kind of feel it. I'm just feeling it a little. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. All right. So where do, where do we land? I, I'm proposing five in technology and culture and one in the other two. Fine. Well, yeah. I mean, I was, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm reading through the rules. I think, you know, these guys kind of, it's very, it's much harder to bootstrap those, I think, than to bootstrap the other two. Uh, and I would say, I think the first projects, like, I think we want to do a hunting pot party project first. Um, you know, maybe we can put multiple people on that, just to try and boost our food up. Just make sure Rex doesn't roll the 2d6. Correct. All right. Uh, any uh, dissenters who, no. have, who have alternatives to propose? No, I'm just going to be crabby. I'm just, just going to roll, roll your side. Yeah. Normal, normal. Ty, you might want to go over how the skills work because I don't think 2d6 is going to be a normal roll. For this, it is. 2d6. Which, for, which 2d6 for, do you mean? The, for, the, for the hunting party, you get. I think it's a straight normal 2d6. Right? When the rule book says 2d6, we roll a normal 2d6. It's not like a skill test. Uh, where it would say roll like two But you're guys. using your skill. We're, so well, hunting party is endure or shoot. Right, right, right. No, no. So we're using our skill to check off and the boxes to complete the hunting party. Once it's done, we're rolling D6 is normally adding them together, and that is how much our food level goes yes. off. That's the way I read it. Yeah. yeah. But if we don't yeah. have the good skill to do it, it's gonna take longer. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like me sending awesome. me in a hunting party with my no, 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 going to help a lot. Well, yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, CB, like, I've got special things I can do with Snoop. What are the, what are the hunting party ones? Endure, endure shoot. shoot. I can endure for like a shit ton of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, I mean, Cliff, I don't know if this is your point, but you're right. I mean, PC, PCs are going to be better. And worse at different skills, and so exactly. to specialize that way may matter. But yeah, yeah I'm not saying we all have to go on a hunting party. All of our characters do, mm -hmm. but uh, but I just think it should be one of the projects that we work on for sure. Oh, definitely from the, from the get go. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to put down five for culture, five for technology, and one for the other two each. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well done. All right, so it's it's uh, it's ten thirty here. Uh, we got through all the mechanical stuff I wanted to do. Um, let's. So I, I so one of the, one of the goals for for me running this is to kind of get on an as regular as schedule as possible schedule, right? So to, so my primary goal is to is to run something either every other week or twice a month um that's my top goal as a gm and then below that but still kind of important is is something else what else did i want to do <laughs> oh i you know we typically you know you know between bullshitting and and garbage time and all that kind of stuff uh you know who who knows how long our sessions really are 
play-wise, but I, I would definitely am going to try to do something a little bit longer. But, you know, we're at two and a half hours right now since the official starting time, but typically I'm thinking two and a half to three hours yeah, that's, uh, that's is, what, is, is what I'd like to do. Now, I, I know that we've got people on the East Coast. We've got people on the West Coast. We've got people with jobs. We have people without jobs. <laughs> right. uh, so, so here's, I think, here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to go ahead and, well, maybe, we'll, so I've, I've had a lot of success in the past with Sundays and Mondays. And I'm under the impression that those tend to be more open right now, but I don't know how, Ref yep. you know how accurate that is is that like if yep. we were to play sunday from 8 to 10 30 or 11 i could sunday even do nights, earlier on sunday you could okay yeah same here i probably could not do earlier yeah so. but can, can you do eight or is that too still too early i i it's gonna just be touch and go um yeah so you know uh, eight thirty your time would be the safe time for me, mm -hmm. um, and that I would feel like I'd almost always be able to be there at that time to go. If you make it eight, then I just may be straggling in. Uh, you know, and how late can you go? How late can you go? Because I know uh, it's, it all. depends on what's going on at work. As a general okay. rule, I could go. Um, you know, two and a half hours. Yeah. You know, like yes. I, I really, between 1130 and midnight, my time is when I want to wrap up. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. And, may, you know, maybe one of those things like we do with, uh, I can't remember, it's DCC a little bit where it's kind of like we say 8, 815, but we really started right. 830. Um, yeah. And does Sunday work for you, Rex? Is that a good? It, it seems pretty good. So I'm I'm looking right now, uh, like tomorrow night I actually have something, but uh, uh, right now my my foundry is locked in Swedish apocalypse. So uh -huh. <laughs> it's the not, socialism. It's the socialism. That's the problem. I am not running anything. Uh, yeah. So and then I don't have a game that's regularly scheduled on Sunday night. So yeah, Sunday night works for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Sundays are usually good for me. Sunday's good. I send the I send the family to church and I get free time. <laughs> what about you, Cliff? I mean, I'm the weirdo where Saturday's the best, but I can deal with Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I mean Saturday for me is it tends to be like if there's gonna be a family thing that gets in the way, it's gonna be Saturday. Um for me. It's gonna be it's gonna be Friday or Saturday. Uh that's just the way that my life like, yeah. Not that we do that a lot, but I just know that. I and yeah, I'm I'm in the same place. Although I probably we're more home. Uh, summertime would be the worst. But. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I'll probably do is I'll take a, and it may not be next Sunday, and it may not be the Sunday, but I'll look for, I'll look at my calendar, and I'll start. I'll get a doodle out for the Sundays, and then uh, we'll probably. Yeah, do I think I, let's let's try and set up a schedule, right? That yeah, would work the best. like once we get the first Sunday scheduled, then we'll just assume it's okay. it's so five weekly. The doodle is gonna okay. You you as long as that yeah. Let's yeah yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. like once I like if if I've got a schedule, I'll put it in the calendar and yep. You know, I mean, yeah. 
I, it's tough for me to schedule things because I have so much. But when something's on my schedule, I, I think I'm pretty good about making it. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's the other reason. Like, I don't want to deal with scheduling and doodles and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, right. and th no, things I'm come up big, and holidays I, and, you know. I love the repeating uh, the repeating things. And, and, and the way I did, did it with uh, Cthulhu was if if one guy can't make it, for whatever reason, I typically would still run. But if two guys can't make it, then I, I just assume not run it. So, uh, and you know what we could do if Rex is going to uh, straggle in, you mm -hmm. could maybe you could just ask him what he wants to do. Like yeah. if we're going to do the arc stuff at the beginning, for example, mm -hmm. he could say, yeah. I'm going to work on this party and maybe he rolls for it in Foundry and you do that. And then we all do our arc stuff live and then Rex rolls in and we're ready to do whatever we're doing in that session. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, okay, I'm just looking. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. So I'll get that out and I do need to give... I'm going to give the players access to the zone map and the arc. So hopefully you're you're seeing this stuff pop up in your navigation. Uh, did the... Uh, okay. So you should have three things in your navigation at the top. You should have the welcome, the arc, and the zone. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Okay. Cool. How do you... I'll have to figure out how... I didn't know that uh, you could give players access to switch between maps. Nice. Yeah, if you, you, know, you right-click on that as the GM, the label, right. and the, you configure, it'll say, you know, there's a checkbox for show and navigation, yes or no, cool. basically. Cool. And then there's okay. a drop-down that says, who gets to see it? More shit about Foundry that's just great. Didn't even know. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we got it, characters, we got zone, we got arc. Yeah. No, this was awesome, Diana. Yep. I'm very excited. Yeah. Oops. We'll, Super we'll excited. start playing for real next time. Yeah. All right, boys. Cool. I am right. going to sleep. Night, guys. Okay. Have a good, good night. Yep. See you. See you guys. See you, Cliff. Bye. See you.